Welcome to the 859 Insider Podcast. I'm your co-host, co-founder of the website, Noah Ziegler, alongside my good friend, co-host, and co-founder of the website, Adam Conradi. Adam, you're back. How was uh, your trip to Colorado? I'm sure it was great, you being uh, an avid skier. So tell me, how was your trip? Tell us about it. Oh, uh, yeah, it was it was a great time out there. Uh, the second day we were out there, we got hit with a foot of snow. So it's tough getting to the mountain, but man, the conditions were absolutely incredible. It was the best thing I've ever skied on out there, and I highly recommend it. Mm, that's awesome. That's awesome. Were you... so? I hate, I'm sorry for asking this because I know it's going to bring up uh, a bad a bad thing. But were you there for the AFC title game? Yes. Okay. I mean, uh, you know what? Uh, at least you were. At least you were there for that instead of yeah. back here. Yeah. Or yeah, back. It was, it was a tough drive back. But, yeah. yeah. But eh, it is. Maybe we'll talk about that at the very end. But uh, or we don't. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll we'll keep it at that. All right. But hey. Well, I guess it, it's conflicting for me because I'm sorry. Like. I wanted the Bengals to win, but I, I, I can't have the Eagles winning under no circumstance. I, do I want the Eagles to win the Super Bowl? So it, I'm just, I, maybe we, I'm honestly, maybe I just don't watch my, you know, read a book or something. But nonetheless, we're going to talk about more important stuff. And that is uh, Kentucky high school basketball. Uh, the, the all a tournaments, they both finished, uh, you know, over this past, I think it was last weekend. Uh, you know, North Kentucky obviously showed out and we we're so close to the first ever sweep of the all a, I don't think, I think no school has ever swept all a both boys and girls tournaments and we got close to it, but, uh, let's start out with the team that did win it. Holy cross. They won it for a second time. The first time being in 2015 or was that six, the last time they won it. I believe was either the same year or the year before when they obviously won the state championship. So um, potentially a good omen for the Indians, but nonetheless, uh, they started off the tournament defeating Leslie, Leslie County, excuse me, 71 to 38. They defeated Owen County, 61, 31. That's that was a revenge game because Owen County defeated Holy Cross last year as the rebels went on to win the tournament. Then Holy Cross moved on to beat Pikeville 48, 32, and then they got it done in the championship against Bethlehem, 65-61. Just a couple of huge performances from Julia Hunt and Najai Lewis. Julia with 21 points and 18 boards, and Najai with 20 points, going 9 of 11 from the field, too, and 11 rebounds. Obviously, the Indians, one of the uh, favorites in the ninth region, as we talked about um, either the last episode or I think it was the last episode when we had our girls' basketball update. Obviously, Holy Cross getting it done. So congratulations to them, um, Adam. It's, it's, I mean, obviously it's always really cool to see any ninth region school bring home hardware, especially the all a state tournament. Cause again, I mean, th- there are small schools that have won the, the sweet 16 tournament that happens at Rupp, but you know, for the people that call for classes to be added to basketball, which maybe as a traditionalist i don't i don't i don't i don't want that like no keep it keep it the way it is always like if your team's gonna win your team's gonna win but it, it i think it's it, it's always a really cool thing for them because this is kind of the middle ground of okay we're gonna keep the sweet 16 format because that's what makes kentucky basketball so great but we do need to give the smaller schools something to, we do need to have something because otherwise it is easy to just have all the big schools obviously dominate because that's just how statistics and numbers work, but Adam, obviously, holy again, Holy Cross winning it is huge for the ninth region, and uh, you know, it, 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 hey, sets them on track for uh, maybe a run in the ninth region tournament. 
Yeah, congrats to the Indians. A huge accomplishment when we always state. Uh, and yeah, this really just shows how loaded the girls' ninth region is this year. I mean, Cooper's been at the top of the polls all year, but I mean, there are many, many teams that can really give them a run. As we mentioned, Holy Cross here, Ryle as well. It's going to be a very, very fun ninth region tournament for the girls this year. Mm-hmm. And obviously, um, again, Holy Cross winning it. I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, they did win it in 2015, but we'll, we'll, we'll have to double check that uh, maybe in a little bit. But uh, moving on to the boys' side, Holy Cross, again, the guys, <laughs> the boys' team of Holy Cross, they almost won it. Uh, they fell just short in the championship game to Evangel Christian, who it, obviously they were one of the favorites heading into it as well. But nonetheless, um, <laughs> I didn't read what was in parentheses. <laughs> did you see the Did you see the Evan Dennison tweet where someone from yeah. the Holy Cross student section? Like, How much they paid you? <laughs> I might have to restart <laughs> Oh my god. Oh great. Hold on. Actually, something just got in my eye. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> now moving on to the boys' side. We mentioned or I just said it before, but Holy Cross almost had the sweep of both boys and girls, all a state winners. Holy Cross danced their way to the championship but did fall to Evangel Christian 65-62. They opened it up beating Danville 72-56, Jacob Meyer 37 points. They beat Hazard 60 to 45, Jacob Meyer 34 points. Then they beat Owensboro Catholic 70 to 46. Jacob had 37 points. And then they fell in the championship obviously by 3 points, but Jacob Meyer had 49 points. Ooh. You you see these statistics and obviously in high school, a lot of the times this is true. You see these statistics, you go to their field goal percentage. That's where you get the true story of how good a player is. Jake Myers not throwing the ball up and missing. Like he's not like his percentages are still very good. And it's it, it's he's putting up these numbers and it's crazy, but obviously falling short to a very good evangel Christian team who may be the who may be contenders to win their respective region which i believe their sixth region and if i'm not mistaken what i saw it would be the first time in school history they definitely can however uh holy cross just falling short i mean it it sucks because it would have been cool to see holy cross be the first school to ever sweep it um i know owen county came close i believe last year um i mean it it obviously would have been cool to see that but adam just obviously holy cross you gotta you gotta get some momentum with with this. You go to the championship game, you fall short, but they were set to play Newport the day after the championship game. That was canceled. Obviously, five games in five days is is absolutely brutal. But just what is this? It, it kind of similar to what we're talking about with the girls' side. Which what does it say about Holy Cross and for the ninth region at large? Because obviously, we're it's coming up. It's on the horizon. It's it's almost time to talk about districts and regionals i mean well it's time to talk about districts but regionals is on the horizon so what does it say about the indians as we kind of head into this last stretch of the season yeah so holy cross made a great run and they have the momentum going towards the back half of the season and uh yeah they picked up a big win on saturday night uh over walton verona at the hoosier gym which is a i mean just an awesome experience to be able to play there 
they won 98 to 81 high scoring game up there in Indiana against Walton Verona and Jacob Meyer tied his uh, school record that he broke last year with 58 points. So he's Casual. just getting to the bucket at will. Yeah. And he's shooting at a high percentage too. He was over 50%. It's just very impressive what they're doing. And yeah, as I said before, uh, they're going to go as far as Jacob Meyer can take them, which and can't be very far. Exactly. Exactly. And that's a small gym. Like, I don't know if I, I've seen pictures before and I can't remember if they even have a, three point line i would assume they might because i don't know if high school associations would allow a result to not have a three point line but also i don't see why not that'd be kind of funny but that goes to show how good jacob meyer is that he could even in a condensed court where it's probably very difficult for him to be able to drive and he has to rely on his jump shot still put up 58 points i mean that's that's insane i'm gonna i'm gonna google this real quick just to see if it is if they do have three point lines I think that yeah, okay, they do. Okay, but it's it's definitely smaller, unless I'm just tripping at this point and I'm speaking nonsense. But nonetheless, very impressive. Fifty eight points. I mean, to say to not to say that's not even his record too is hysterical. Just hilarious how good he is, and that's a good <laughs> yeah. Walton Verona team. It's not like Walton Verona's bad. They speaking of Evangel Christian, Walton mm-hmm. Verona beat them to start the year, so it did. He put up a hundred points to do it. So yeah, another crazy high scoring game. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So it, it, what, a, what a win for Holy Cross, but I mean, Jacob, I just, I can't, I can't wait to see where he goes to college. Really excited to see. Just got an offer from uh, Iona. Yeah. Uh, Rick Tino gave him the offer after the all a tournament. Very few better coaches to play for. Honestly, no matter where you're at, <laughs> no matter what, very few basketball minds better than Rick Pitino. So other results from the past week, Huff Cooper in overtime. That was a close one. Uh, Adam, we tuned in. I think that was when we were recording the last episode. And we we watched, and it was just kind of a case of, I mean, at least in my perspective, it looked like Cooper ran out of gas and Cuff just had that extra couple of meters to go. Like they were able to finish out that sprint. Um, so a big win. And obviously, again, it goes to show how close this region is to think that I mean, a lot of people on paper will put Cuffcat at the top of the regional rankings, Cooper toward, you know, maybe the more toward 10th. Uh, I think Adam was, were they, I know Cuffcat was number one in the Bluegrass Preps rankings. What was Cooper? Was it seventh? I believe Cooper was seven. Yes. Yeah, so so you, would, you would think that the seven versus the one team, especially a team like Cuffcat, you know, it'd be, a, a, you know, a, a, nonetheless, it'd be a close game because it's Cooper and you can never count out Coach Sullivan team course but that adage proven true Uh, obviously the Jags can do something but again it's just it's going to be so exciting to see regionals this year just because of how close every game is Uh, they defeated Camel County in double overtime 85 to 82 then a couple days later they fended off DeSales tough team uh, 82 76 then they lost. Govcath lost in double OT to Louisville Mail 100 to 89 what side note is it me or this year? There's just a lot more games that are touching triple digits. It, it it's insane. I know it's been done before, but I feel like it's happening more often this year. Yeah, it, it does seem like scoring is up big time, and I mean maybe that's just a testament to that the players are getting a lot better. But it, it does seem like we are seeing triple digits on the regular. Usually, you know, we are used to it with Highlands because they yeah. run a very 
very high-paced offense and a lot of three-point shooting. But Walton Verona has been getting up in the hundreds pretty regularly this year. Now, Kavkath is – I don't know if this is the first time they've been a part of a 100-point game. But, yeah, it just seems like it's not nearly as rare as it was in years past. Mm-hmm. And that might be thanks to Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors. I don't know. Yeah, I, that, yeah, I mean, all things trace back to that, right? But Cubcalf, obviously, a couple games this week uh, that we're we're really excited about. They have a game against Dixie Heights, which should be an interesting test for the Colonels. But then everybody, uh, including both of us, are looking at that February. I was about to say September. Everybody's looking forward to that February 10th date with North Laurel. This time, it's the Colonels going to North Laurel, and it's what's what could be the final iteration of the Reed Shepard and Evan Ipsaro debate. Uh, it, it it also very well could not be because the two teams can meet at Rupp Arena. I mean, <laughs> that's definitely not out of the out of the realm of possibilities by any means. But Adam, this is a debate that I think not a lot of people are ready for, and obviously we don't want to cause a debate because both players are really good players. But Evan Ipsaro and Reed Shepard, one player is going to Kentucky, and it has all the rankings. But we we talk about how Evan Ipsaro deserves some respect when it comes to the conversation of the top point guards and. Just what he's able to do, because I mean, there's a chance you brought this up. There's a chance Evan Ipsaro could have a decent amount of games on Reed Shepard. What What do you think? Uh, yeah. So big game coming up next next week, as you uh, mentioned. But at, to this point, Evan Ipsaro has absolutely owned Reed Shepard in his uh, high school career, and there's no other way to put it. He's four and zero against him, and in the last game. At Cubcalf, he held him to four points on one of nine shooting. And his first field goal came in with like three, two minutes left in the fourth quarter. He had a three in transition. So he absolutely shut him down for the entire game. And he's 4 0 against him in his career. And I mean, Ipsaro's been the best player on one of the best teams in the state every year in his high school career, similar to Reed Shepard. But yeah, Reed Shepard's gotten all the shine. But I think people are really sleeping on Evan Ipsaro. He he's an absolutely fantastic player, and it really says something to be the best player on the best team. And that's what Evan Ipsaro has consistently been. He's been the best player on Covcath since he got there his sophomore year. And the type of impact that he makes, like it really can't even be put on paper with his defensive intensity and how he can just take people out of games. You, it, it's very rare to just take a five star out of five-star recruit out of a game that's committed to Kentucky, and that's what he did. Held up to four points in, a, in an entire high school basketball game. That That is absolutely crazy. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what I don't think he gets enough credit for is his defense. Everybody knows about his offense. His pull-up jumper is incredible. And, but, I mean, he's an absolute lockdown defender, and that, that's what wins you games in March. There have been some incredibly high basketball IQ players to go through cuff path. Evan Ipsara might be up there if not the most yeah uh, just like the Nick smartest Lufat, basketball PJ player Frederick, mm-hmm. sorrow exactly he, he's he got to be in that conversation i mean just when you watch him play you you, you know you just kind of you just know that he's in control I, I it's very rare where you see him kind of out of control and especially i mean shoot even against saint henry a couple of years ago when you know the wyatt veith team it, it, obviously yes you know cuff lost twice to saint henry in that season, but after after it felt like at that moment, he, Evan Ipsaro just made he's making sure that they're not going to get back to that point, and they're going to always be in the conversation. And as you said, 
not only is it incredibly difficult for him to take out someone, nonetheless, a Kentucky commit, for him to consistently be the best player on, I mean, we can all say it, the best program in Northern Kentucky, consistently, arguably, the state, at at least in recent years, obviously, Cuffcath, or there are some other schools that have won and are, who are consistently good as well, but Cuffcath is just, they're always in that conversation no matter what, and they're always... I mean, it, it, maybe it's becoming more common now in Northern Kentucky, but you look at schools that produce D1 talent in the area, you can't do a lot better than Covington Catholic. And it's going to be really interesting because if Evan Absaro can go down there and replicate some of the performances that you've talked about on the defensive side of the ball, that's got to send a statement. Because for him to do it that many times, to then do it at North Laurel's house, at that point, you're you're proving everybody. And And... I'm really excited to see what he does at the college level. That's going to be really fun. Again, just to see all the talents that he's shown here and produce that at the college level. Because if he does that at Miami, not that kind of just goes to show that you don't have to necessarily be... And again, he's always in the conversation when you talk about the top players in the state. But again, as you said, people people opt for Reed Shepard, uh, Travis, Travis Perry... Evan Ipsaro deserves a lot more respect. And if he's able to show all this talent at the collegiate level, that kind of just adds to how good and loaded this region has become with a lot of, I mean, basketball talent. But speaking of other, other basketball talent, we have a lot of other teams who are just proving again, we talked about it with Cuffcath and Cooper being so close, but there are so many other teams that are in contention for the ninth region title. One of those teams is the Connor Cougars. Ever since their January 17th loss to Grant County, which it was a beatdown, they lost 71 to 44 to another team that's making a lot of noise in the state recently. Um, they responded with a 64 46 win over Ryle, a double OT win over a good Newport team, a 72 71 win over a good Simon Kenton team, and then an 80 61 win over Mason County, who is number 11 in the Bluegrass Preps rankings. Just a lot of, I mean, a lot of solid wins all around. Obviously, Matt Audi, they're they're just they're churning. They're really churning, and that loss to Grant County shows. And we keep talking about this, and the reason why Connor isn't hasn't established itself as a regional favorite or one of them, or I guess as a primary one, is just because they've had some of these losses where you go, okay, so they can't have an off night, and not only can they have an off night. A team, I mean, when you run into a team like Grant County and you have that off night, it's not going to look pretty. But nonetheless, Landon Hamilton's averaging 17 points a game. Dalton Kramer, 14.8. Aiden Lohr, 14.6. And Daniel Campbell, 11.7. It's a lot of scoring from four, your top four players. And then you got Corey Henson adding four points on the bench and a bunch of other players who are averaging between two and three points. So you got a lot of primary scoring. Oh, you could do a little bit better with the supplemental scoring, but nonetheless, Connor is just really proving themselves to be one of the teams. And I feel like we, one of the, or one of the favorite teams. And I feel like we asked this all the time or I asked this Adam, but I mean, I mean, they have the, they have the coaching, they have the players, they have the experience, but at this point, what's stopping Connor? Uh, I don't know. I mean, as you said, they're really clicking at the right time this year. There's a lot of teams in the ninth region that are really turning it on down the stretch and, that that's what Connor's looking like, and I mean, this is a senior-led team, uh, guys with a lot of regional experience as well. A couple of them have played in the ninth region championship game their sophomore year, so they've been there before, and they're going to want to go and win it this year. So that 
I I think Connor. I mean, I, I believe they're at number two in the Bluegrass Preps uh, ninth region rankings this year, and I would agree with that. Even though they won at Cub Cath earlier this year, but it, as you mentioned, just those losses where it says they might have an off night on some nights, but when they're on, they're arguably the, the best team in Northern Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, only only a I believe yeah only one loss in region again. Uh, they lost to Grant County, who is in the eighth region. They've lost, I think that one loss is to St. Henry at the beginning of the season. They've beaten other teams. Yeah. They beat Cooper by 13. They've beaten Beachwood, Dixie, obviously the big one, Cupcath. So they're, they're like you said, they're proving themselves. But one of the teams that I just mentioned that Connor beat was Newport, who has been one of the most interesting teams to follow this season because of how good they can be. That's the, that those last two words. Are, are the asterisk to that sentence can be uh, they, they obviously they were so close to pulling off a miraculous comeback against Holy Cross in the ninth region, all a championship game. They fell by two points because of course, Jacob Meyer did his thing at the end and lifted the Indians with the last second shot. But I mean, they, 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 they lose that heartbreaker to Holy Cross. They turn around and beat their rival in NCC. They beat Aiken from Cincinnati they take counter to double OT, which is again, another close game that they lost, but they're a really young team. So those are kind of the games where you're like, this is a learning process. Some of the growing pains. And then the game after that, two days later, they fall to Beachwood 52 to 41, which I mean, that's a head scratcher just to, just to be pretty blunt about it. Marquez Miller led the Wildcats with 14 points that game. But, I mean, Deshaun Anderson had seven points. Taylor Kinney, seven. Jabari Covington, six. I mean, Co- Jabari Covington went 0-4 from the field. I mean, looking at some of these stats, they just didn't. I mean, they got 22-point field goals off. They got 21 field goals or 21 field goal, three-point field goals. I mean, it, it, I, it just, just didn't happen. It just, it just flat out didn't happen. And they lost to a Beachwood team who, quite frankly – has been okay. I mean, they're nine and 15 this year. They're not exactly. Again, they're also a young team, but that's not a game that you would expect Newport to lot to lose. And and Adam, that just kind of goes to show that this team is young and it's going to have growing pains, but similar to Connor, when it's kind of like you talk about, they can have an off night and it looks pretty in when that off night happens, it can get pretty bad. But then you turn around and you have a team like Newport, and it's when they have an on night, they're one of the, they can compete with anybody just because of the raw talent they have. But that's the thing; it's raw, and they still have a little bit to go. I think for them to be true ninth region contenders, but also you only need to win two games to get to the ninth region tournament or championship. So who knows? But I mean, that's that's just not a good look to lose to Beachwood. But then they turned around and beat Bellevue eighty to thirty one, Harlan County seventy three fifty eight. Uh, they have a couple of games Harlan coming County up. Game yeah, I mean that is true. Again, it's, I mean, Harlan County is tw- they were twenty and uh, four going into that game, one of the best teams in the thirteenth region. So it's, it's just this Newport team is hilarious. They got uh, Clinton Massey out of Ohio tomorrow. That is Tuesday. Uh, Cooper then at home a couple of days after that. Then they play Dayton and Ludlow or Dayton, St. Henry, and Ludlow to finish the season before they enter the 36th district tournament, which will be held at Highlands. But they'll have the one seed for that too. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll see about that. We'll see. They play the winner of Dayton and Bellevue 
uh, with all if, with all due respect to those two, looking like the Wildcats will punch their ticket to the ninth region tournament. They'll await the winner of Highlands and NCC, which I would have said put the favorite at Highlands. But you know this 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 district has been so contentious for uh, I mean it's always going to be contentious. So uh, it'll be really interesting. Again, that one's on the horizon. Uh, districts are on the horizon. Really excited for districts to come around. And really excited for us to preview that. Uh, but speaking of Highlands and I mean, Highlands is a pretty tough team to beat when we talk about the high scoring. T- uh, talking them, they defeated Bishop Brossard in overtime, which also featured Nathan Vincent going off for 48 points. I mean, it, it's almost like someone with that similar name or with that same last name did very similar things uh, just a few years ago. And that ended up pretty well for the Bluebirds, what said Vincent did. But nonetheless, Seth Ryan, 21 points. William Harold, 20 points. I mean Highlands. You talk. We talk about one of the talk about the top teams in the region. There, are, there are very few teams that can hang with Highlands' offense. But they beat Brosser one hundred six to ninety nine in overtime. Uh, they they beat Holmes. They beat Cooper sixty nine sixty three. They beat Ryle. They beat Bellevue, and they have a pretty tough end to the season. I mean, it's it talk about true test to really show yourself before regionals. They play Lloyd at or in Erlanger, excuse me, on Tuesday. Then they play Connor at home, and then Breathitt County, Beachwood, and then obviously that district matchup against NCC uh, for a spot in the regional tournament. Adam, I mean, Highlands, again, their last loss came January 17th. That was to Cubcath. That was by 20. Um, obviously, that was also a very emotional night. So, uh, but... Where do you, where do you see? I guess the, I guess the question is: Is Highlands legit? Like, is Highlands a legit contender, or is it kind of they they've shown what they do against kind of the bigger teams? Uh, I I think they're a legit contender. Yes, I I don't know if they can hang with Cubcath, but I I think they can hang with pretty much any other team in the region. But then again, now we're saying the region's wide open, so I'm just talking myself in circles at this point. But yeah, I, I mean, this Highlands team scores at just an absolutely ridiculous clip. They average 78.8 points per game. And Will Harold is an absolute knockdown three-point shooter. He's shooting 54.3% from the field on 100 for 184 this year from three-point range. That's absolutely incredible. So whenever you have a team that can score at that rate, they're going to be a problem, and it's going to be – how are you going to shut this team down from three or at least limit them on regional time? And that's the recipe to maybe beat them. But I, I don't know. I'm, I'm very interested for that, for the 36th district this year, because I think it'd be a tough game against Newcastle earlier this year. Uh, Highlands absolutely throttled them 75 to 45. And I think it's going to be a little bit closer in the district semifinals. And then against Newport, uh, Newport beat them earlier this year, fifty-seven to fifty, at Highlands. So that that's going to be a very interesting uh, potential thirty-six district game. And yeah, I mean this Highlands team is good. I don't think they're as good as a couple of years ago when they won state title with uh, Sam Benson. I don't think they have that type of ceiling, but I, I think they can make it to a semifinal or even the finals of the tournament this year. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. And, uh, you know, mentioning Lloyd, which who is one of the teams that Highlands will play 
Uh, Lloyd winning six of the last seven. They are now, or excuse me, now it's uh, seven of the last eight. They beat Holy or Oldham County over the weekend, 75-62. Uh, they clinched the one seed in the in their respective district by defeating St. Henry, 64-56. Uh, so Lloyd hitting hitting their stride before in, a, in an important time. Uh, again, if you talk about their last loss being January 20th against Covcat, that was 54 to 43. They have they beat Cooper a couple of days before that. They've beaten Simon Kenton. And obviously, again, St. Henry, Oldham County. Uh, a couple of big games coming up. Highlands, George Rogers, Clark, Bishop, Brossard, Connor. All of those are going to be pretty big tests for the juggernauts. So uh, a couple of good performances for Jeremiah Israel. Or a couple of good games for Jeremiah Israel and EJ Walker. I almost said Manuel. Uh, EJ Walker for them to show out and prove what the juggernauts can do uh, come postseason time. Post-season. But, but moving on, we're going to talk about some of the co- – we're going to do a college roundup, just talk about all the teams in the Commonwealth as well as Thomas and Moore, who they're doing their thing. Both the guys and girls are doing well. Uh, so we'll start out with the Saints. They had the – or we're going to do a weekly recap of these. They defeated Miami Middletown 82-60 to 60, uh, in that. So a couple of NKY players getting it done. Wyatt Veith with 15 points and seven rebounds. And we, we saw this in, in looking at the box scores – why these lets it rip from downtown now, which would have been very interesting to see in uh, high school. What what he could have done, what more he could have done if he was a, if he let it fly from a uh, three point range. But uh, Veith again, 15.7 boards, Reed Jolly, uh, Campbell County product, four points, two rebounds and uh, other players, Billy Wogenstall, Scotty Drow, Jalen Scott, Eli Howard, all getting minutes. So uh, nice to see some of that eight, five, nine, um, production Reed jolly or excuse me they also beat wilberforce 83 69 that was on saturday Reed jolly he had 13 points Wyatt be followed with 10 jalen scott six and cody teaton st henry grad with two so again it's good it's cool it's really cool to see thomas moore doing well obviously uh at their current level as they get ready to get jump up to division two and they have a lot of nky presence so we talk about some of the talent going to nku in players like sam vincent and jeremiah israel Thomas Moore being D2, that's that's going to be really awesome to see a lot of those players uh, kind of stay here. I know, I mean, Kentucky Wesleyan has done a good job of recruiting NKY players. We've seen players like Adam Getz and uh, Tyler Beasold was on Kentucky Wesleyan, right? Yes. Yeah. So uh, a couple of a couple of good players, um, obviously going to the D2 level, but nonetheless, it's going to be really awesome for Thomas Moore to do that. Um, NKU, they beat Robert Morris by 365-62. Sam Vincent had nine points and three steals in that one. Uh, in the second game of the week, Vincent had a great performance, but unfortunately the Norse fell to Youngstown State 74-56. to Vincent posted 18 points, five boards, two assists. Uh, Adam, NKU's in the conversation for the conference again, but I mean, let's, uh, what, I mean, we talked about it a little bit before, but Norris just had an off game against the Penguins. Yeah. I, I mean, sometimes that just happens on road games in the Horizon League, uh, watching NKU over the past few years. You know, sometimes there's just some inexplainable losses on the road that you uh, just kind of ignore and hope we clean it up come tournament time. And I trust us to do that. Yeah. That, you guys have done it before and you guys will do it again, probably. I don't know. You yeah. guys are. Young State I mean, is a good team, though, to be fair. They are. They are. I mean, they're 11 and 3 in the, in the conference. So it's not one of the worst things. It was an away game. As you said, just things didn't fall their way. But um, next, Bellman, 
They they had an up and down week. They lost to Kennesaw State in double overtime, ninety to eighty four. They've had a couple of games where they were so close to winning it just kind of fell through. Um, I mean, it, it, since <laughs> I hate to do this, Adam, but everyone thought they were going to be really good again when they beat Louisville. <laughs> it just turned out that that wasn't really indicative of anything. But uh, they turned the Knights turned around. They beat Jacksonville State seventy one sixty four. So uh, there there is still winning basketball being played at Freedom Hall. Uh, speaking of winning basketball, I guess, which, you know, if you pay attention to Matt Jones's Twitter account, you would never know this. Kentucky actually won two games this week. They beat Ole Miss 75-66. They beat Florida 72-67. This was after they lost to Kansas at home, which apparently losing to one of the best teams in the country just is, uh, you know, sound the alarms for Matt Jones. Um, but John Calipari has done a really good job of absolutely extinguishing any is it time thoughts and people are always going to still ask that question, but it's definitely not going to happen anytime soon, considering he's, he's proving that he still got it in a very, very difficult sec uh, this year. But uh, the walk has victory over the Gators. CJ Frederick had 12 points. He went three of six from three, just showing what he can do. Uh, we t- Again, we talked about him earlier in the episode that it's one of the smartest players to come from cuff Cath, And he, that's just what he does for Kentucky. But um, Louisville lost Florida state, 81, 78, Murray State also lost. I, I mean, Adam, I'm sorry. I'm actually just going to have to go back to it. Um, what happened with the Louisville game? Because I know you watched. I was going to skip over it for you, but what I, I did get to watch. What happened? Because I know it was a close one. Uh, very convenient for you. We had two games this past week, and we actually won uh, one of them. <laughs> so I'd rather bring up the win if if you're cool with that. Uh, we won, uh, at, we we won versus Georgia Tech. Thank you for asking. <laughs> Do <laughs> you want to go into details about that, please? Uh, I, I don't think I caught that game either. Uh, I think Josh Pastner is probably going to get fired uh, because <laughs> we beat him. Uh, and yeah, we're in 14th place in the ACC now. No longer in dead last on the rise. Would have been nice to beat Florida State. But yeah, two wins in a row. Too much to right? ask for, apparently. Yeah, you get what you get and you don't throw a fit. Right? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, hey, safe, like you man. said. Yeah. <laughs> at least you guys aren't dead last for hey, playing on the first day of the ACC tournament at like 10 a.m. or something like that I don't know when they started their their tournament but at least you got it I don't know I mean could be worse could be Georgia Tech um, elsewhere Murray State they beat Belmont 83-82 uh, I don't know if anybody listening is taking a look at the Missouri Valley conference standings, but four teams are currently tied for first. That's Southern Illinois, Drake, Belmont, Bradley, all at 10 and four. And before Saturday, four teams were also tied for uh, second. One of those teams being Murray state. However, a little bit of a hangover game. They lost to Indiana state on the matter of the Larry bird. They lost to Indiana state 99 to 56. You tend not to want to do that. Uh, Moorhead state, they're actually they're actually doing pretty well. I know uh, a couple teams left the uh, left the Ohio Valley, so that kind of did open the door for the Eagles. But nonetheless, they defeated Tennessee Tech sixty four forty five in Southern Indiana seventy one sixty six. Eastern Kentucky they defeated Jacksonville State sixty nine sixty seven. Also defeated Kennesaw State seventy seven seventy four. Uh, they're third in the A Sun. They're one of the teams in the state that has a genuine shot at making the tournament, um, barring any NCAA rules that unreasonably make someone ineligible. Nonetheless, West into rounded out Western Kentucky. Fi- they're, they're on the upswing now because they were toward the bottom of their conference, but 
the emergence of Dante Allen coming back. He's, you know, he's killing it at him. They, de- they beat UTSA 81-74 and UTEP 74-69. Dante Allen putting up 20-plus point performances both games. He had 22 points against the Roadrunners, seven rebounds as well, and then 25 points and seven rebounds against the Miners, going five of eight from three. I mean, it's cool to see Dante Allen, an A59 product, going from UK transferring to a, a pretty good mid-major school in Western Kentucky that's obviously put multiple players in the NBA. So uh, who's to know? I mean, who's to say the Hilltoppers don't make a, uh, make a, make a dash for the Conference USA title? Ricky Stainsbury, who knows I what he can do? It. Yeah, I, I can definitely see it. He's definitely one of the best coaches in the conference. He did lose uh, to Louisville, though. That is true. That, that was the that first win. That was the first win. Yeah. That game was an anomaly if you look at our shooting performances. We haven't even come close to that since that game. <laughs> I remember seeing someone uh, comment who was a Western fan that everyone knew it was going to be them. Like they knew that game was going to happen. They knew the shooting percentages were going to be at that level. Everyone knew it was going to be them, no matter what. But uh, Adam, anything to add before we wrap up? Um, no. Uh, I mean, yeah, we got less than a month until districts start up, so it's getting to that time of year. Uh, postseason basketball couldn't be more excited. Yeah, definitely really exciting. And we're going to keep you guys updated on everything, the situations. Uh, we'll be posting updates as to seeding. And then obviously once districts comes around, we'll keep everyone updated with who advances, who goes home, and what the ninth region tournament will look like, as well as the eighth and tenth region. But for Adam Conradi, I'm Noah Ziegler. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you guys next time.